Welcome to the 2024 version of Claybrook Chats with Barb. A lot has happened since I started my podcast last year. This year, we will be busy recreating our community. I plan to continue Claybrook Chats with Barb to let the residents, along with the entire world, know that no matter what happens, there are always positive and good things out there. You just have to look for them. So please continue to listen to my weekly podcasts and cheer for us as we work on the greatest comeback adventure East Palestine has ever experienced. Hello, Claybrook Chat fans. Today I have the privilege of chatting with Carrie Stewart. She is the owner of Bees Insurance Agency here in East Palestine. Since it's the first of the year, I thought it might be a good idea to chat a little bit about reviewing and possibly updating your insurance. When was the last time that you thought about your homeowner's insurance or renter's insurance or your car insurance or even your life insurance coverage? Well, hi, Carrie. Hi, Barb. (laughs) Thanks for stopping to chat with me today about insurance. Oh, thanks for having me. You're welcome. Um, let's start with you telling our listeners a little bit about your insurance business. Uh, you are the owner of Bees Insurance, but your name doesn't even start with a B. So who is B? Tell us a little bit about that. When? How did you get into insurance? How did you become an agent? So this was really great because one of my top three things was not, it was going to be not an insurance agent, not in medical, not in insurance, not in uh, legal field. <laughs> okay. So when I worked for an attorney for a few years, I had gotten a call from my mother who had been in insurance for many years, who is B, Beatrice. And she had gone out on her own and opened her own agency. And she gave me a call and said, you've got to come and work for me. And of my response was, I don't know anything about insurance. Mm-hmm. And the rest is kind of history. Cause obviously then um, I quit my job with the attorney, started working for my mother in insurance and Um, she knew that at some point she was going to be retiring and she thought how wonderful it would be if I took over a business. And my immediate thought was, well, who wants to have their own business? That's a whole lot of work. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And, uh, that brings us to present day. So in 2006, she told me she was going to be retiring. So January 1st of 2007, I bought the business from her and moved it to East Palestine. Wow. That is wonderful. Now, how long did she have it before that? She had opened it in 1999. That's pretty aggressive back then for Mm -hmm. a woman to open her own business. It was very much, and it was so much work and it just amazed me. I thought she is the most amazing woman to at, in her latter years of life to have opened a brand new agency, scratch. There's always hope for us there. You know, don't underestimate us women. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. (laughs) And I had the chance to meet her this Christmas. She's a very nice lady. Oh, she is a riot. She just loves life and she loves to laugh and have fun Uh and, Well, that's great. Well, you had a list of things that you don't want to be. And I knew that I didn't want to be in medicine or a nurse and I didn't want to be a teacher. So, you know, you you eliminated those things from the beginning. So, but it worked out good for you. Yes, it did. And East Palestine is glad you're here. Oh, well, thank you very much. So let's talk about insurance. I wanted to see this since we, the beginning of the year, maybe we could talk about things that you should update that's going to be, I'm going to have a couple of podcasts like that. So are there any hot topics in the insurance business for 2024? 
Well, so 2024 is coming out of the um, co uh, coronavirus mm -hmm. uh, from 2020, where most insurance companies dropped all their rates from the from everything happening and everybody was staying at home for work. And it really caused a, a drastic decrease in premiums, which amazingly people don't necessarily remember. However, coming out of that now um, with inflation and everything is increasing in price, people are uh, claim oriented. They're having the claims. The more claims that everyone has, the rest of us have to assist with the paying for that. So we're seeing these drastic rate increases right now through the insurance industry across all companies. And it makes it very hard for consumers when they're trying to make their pennies stretch as far as they can. I cringe every time I hear of another hurricane coming because it's like, okay, if you live down there and you know that they have hurricanes and you flood, how many times are you going to build that house in the same spot and then have an insurance claim? So, um, so whenever a person is kind of getting their insurance papers out and, and reviewing them, uh, what should they look for? What should they, uh, you know, what numbers or what categories should they say, gee, I wonder if this is enough or I wonder if I should do something about this. Well, if they're looking at their paperwork and they don't understand what they're looking for, first of all, call your agent, uh, just bring those questions up right with them. And you can say right off the bat, I don't understand what I'm looking at. I see my declarations page. I see my coverages, but I don't understand what they mean. Call your agent, let them go through with you. Um, whether it's your car, your auto, your umbrella, whatever kind of policy that you have, don't hesitate making that call. I think people get intimidated thinking that their insurance agent is going to take them in a direction that they don't want to go and they can control that conversation. And I know for my purposes, I love when my customers call me and ask me questions. To me, that is a world of good. The more educated my customers are, the, the easier the, the service that I can provide for them is. Uh, so when they're looking at it, I mean, if they question it, call and ask. Um, it is a good, uh, process annually to contact your agent and go over all of the information to make sure that it's state current. Policies, especially home policies, do increase each year uh, based on cost of living, what's going on in the world. Um, you're going to see that increase. Uh, little baby steps, hopefully in premium, but you'll see your price of your home value go up on your insurance policy. Um, which is not your market value of your home, but the replacement value. If something mm -hmm. happened and your insurance company had to replace your home, that's the numbers that you're looking at. So when you go into those reviews, again, if you have any question, you just got to call. Well, and could you, one of the things you could help offset the increases, maybe raise your deductible. Absolutely. A little bit. And, you know, it might not be that painful if you, you know, obviously, if you don't have a claim, but um, that's something that people could look at doing, playing around with that a little mm -hmm. bit as an option. And you never know what other interior co uh, coverages that you have on your policy that maybe you needed when you initially took that policy out. You don't necessarily need it now. Life changes and your insurance can change with you if you bring it up and you have that real conversation with your agent. That's what we're there for. Once we write a policy, we can service you. That's our job. And I am, I know I am more than happy to go over all that details with my clients. It makes me happy. <laughs> Is that weird? Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of like a, a geek. Yes. <laughs> I'm an insurance geek. Yeah. <laughs> so if you do shop around, um, 
it doesn't hurt your record or anything um, to jump from agency to agency or to actually just are insurance agents offended if you call and ask questions and then don't go with them uh, obviously you want the business but <laughs> absolutely well so there that's kind of a two-edged sword do i want you to call if i've got you insured and i do want you to call and ask me questions mm -hmm. if i can't get you to a point i can't satisfy you you're just not happy with how i'm answering you then yes you're going to want to shop if you need to shop for price we all understand as an insurance agent we get the business we lose the business it's an unfortunate part of the business in a sense so um, yes you can shop around but when you get into the nitty-gritty of switching you want to be extremely cautious when you're switching you keep a longevity discount if you stay with a company for so many years and it's different with each company um, and if you switch often, you don't have a history with them. So if something comes up and there's a claim or a potential claim, there's going to be more questions asked because there is no history on um, how they'll handle it. That sounds strange, but it's it means a lot. It's when you know your customer or when your customer knows you, uh, it just makes much more uh, smooth transition, uh, a smooth um, partnership. Well, yeah. And if you call somebody and you don't ask the right questions if you call somebody and say i need to get car insurance give me a rate uh, you know without going into the detail of what the deductible is and what your car is worth and all of that they may give you a rate and you go well that's a whole lot cheaper than what i could get at someplace else i'm going to take that only to find out that they didn't have all the same types of coverage that they had at the other place. Absolutely. And sometimes people, they uh, don't know their backgrounds and if they have violations or claims or accidents or anything in their background, they don't realize how adversely that will affect their insurance. And if anyone gives you a price without asking very detailed questions about you and your policy, then the price is not going to be right. Ask for it in writing always. I always tell my customers, if you're shopping, have at it, get, get it in writing. And if you don't understand what they've quoted you, give me a call. I'm going to be front, upfront with them about, is that going to compare with what your current policy is? Or is it a detriment? They're not going to do you any favors. Yeah, I, I think I've learned over the years that sometimes there's little things that your agent will talk to you about and you'll go, oh, I didn't know about that. Let's add it. And then whenever you start shopping around, if you don't tell the other, the new agent, oh, well, I have this too, you're not going to get a apples to apples comparison. Absolutely. And that's usually what I say. If somebody calls me for a quote, I'll say, I can quote you how I think you should be quoted. But at the end of the day, and I have customers coming in on a regular basis, I said, bring your declarations page with me. I'm going to show you apples to apples right in front of you. And then if there's any changes that I would recommend, I will, you know, we can go over it. And that makes it so important that they understand the terminology. You know, do they know, totally understand what a deductible is and what a premium is and what, what is uninsured motorist? You know, mm -hmm. I thought an uninsured motorist paid for everything that happened. It doesn't. Oh, oh no. You know, yeah. I had a lady hit my car and I ended up having to pay for some stuff. And I was like, well, that's not fair. She didn't have to pay anything. <laughs> But that's the beauty of, I know I have customers say, why do I have to carry uninsured motorist coverage on my insurance policy? And this is for an auto policy. They, they, every day I get a phone call that somebody doesn't have 
car insurance. That's an unfortunate reality. So if you are struck by one of those folks that do not carry auto insurance, you now have to cover those damages yourself under your uninsured or underinsured motorist property damage or bodily injury, depending on the scenario. So either whether you're injured or whether your vehicle's damaged, that coverage, even though it makes you pay for it, um, it it will help you in the long run. It's a you coverage. It's a protect you. Mm-hmm. That's why sometimes we have to carry these other coverages. And it seems like a lot. Yeah. So let's go from, oh, what about your credit score? Is your, does your credit score affect anything? I've heard that. Uh, is it is it important? It, it is. And it's an unfortunate reality that um, the better your credit score is, of course, the better your premium, uh, your rating is going to be because you have shown the responsibility of having that good credit rating. Uh, a negative credit rating history presents itself all the time. You know, they always say you got to look back at the history because uh, when you have a negative credit rating, you ha- have a tendency to have a lot more losses. And that's a higher risk for an insurance company and insurance companies don't like that risk of loss. So they unfortunately is going to rate that customer a little bit higher who might not have such a great credit rating. All right, let's switch over to homeowners. Okay. Um, One of the things that I have heard is that you need to take pictures. Are pictures valuable to you? I mean, tell me if I, if I have my home insured with you and, um, something happens, uh, it, it burns down mm-hmm. and you're going to say to me, well, tell me what you got, Barb. What did you lose? And uh, what do I say? Well, how do I, how do I prove or how do I show you what, uh, what my losses were? Absolutely. You know, nobody really thinks about what's in their house. You think you're going to remember everything in your house and you really don't. Um, the best case scenario would be to go room by room Take pictures, maybe open up a door and take a picture in the closet or open drawers oh, and take a picture in the drawers. <laughs> that was a skeleton. <laughs> not right now. Go on, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, so it, and you're not going to remember. So the best case scenario is if you're over at a friend's house or something, take a moment and stop and think, or if you're at work, stop and think about what do I have in my living room? Okay, yeah, you know you got couches and tables, those kind of items. But what are the things that you're not going to think about? So what might be a good chore for you is just jot a few things down. And then when you get home, really look, that's when you're going to realize <laughs> Go. what you've forgotten. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think of that. Yes. Your aunt Sarah's hand painted mural. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so to tap the pictures of each room of the most valuable things is well invaluable if there is a loss. And now we're always hoping that you don't have a loss. But some, you know, unfortunately, life has other plans for us. Mm-hmm. And if it's a case where you don't know where to keep that information, talk to your agent. You know, we're invaluable when it comes to that. And I've all, always offered my customers to go to their house. I'm happy to take the pictures or I'm happy to store the pictures. If you've taken them and you want me to send, to send me the pictures, we have a very high storage capability at the office for your items, for your digital files and so forth. So including those pictures, um, we already have exterior pictures of your home. We have to have the those. So the interior of your home um, can only assist in the event of a loss. Oh, I didn't know you. So somebody came out and took pictures of the outside of my house. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Dun, dun, dun. Ah, <laughs> I didn't know that. 
Um, what about out other buildings too? I never, I guess I never really thought about that. If you have a barn or you have a shed, mm-hmm. um, what about the things there? Um, Same thing. What um, about that lawnmower? Oh yeah. A big riding lawnmower that, you know, could get wiped away in a flood or something mm-hmm. like that. Or, you know, all the different things that can happen to a home and your, your personal product, uh, personal property, excuse me. Um, but it's to take a picture of what's inside the shed. Again, um, for the exterior of the homes, usually we have all those pictures and we do try to get out and update those every three to five years. So you might eventually see some stranger walking around your property. It's probably your insurance agent updating those pictures oh. or a representative of the agency. So don't shoot them. Oh, please don't shoot them. <laughs> that would be, that don't, would be bad. And don't let the dog out. <laughs> and Okay. Well, that's interesting. I never really thought about that. So, okay. What about life insurance? You do life insurance also. Absolutely. Oh, life insurance is so important and no one really thinks about it much. And the the unfortunate reality is that we all will die at some point. And that life insurance really provides uh, safe of uh, um, peace of mind uh, in the event that your loved one passes because it provides the financial assistance so that with all the grief that you're going through with the loss of a loved one, at least you, your finances aren't going to be one of those with that life insurance. And a lot of people think that life insurance can be so expensive and it's really not expensive. If you look at it, you might sacrifice a couple lattes or something that you, um, to compare the, the price to, but again, that's where you talk to your, insurance agent and find out exactly what those premiums are, how you can make those premiums and what those policies do for you. Because there's a lot of magic that happens in some of those life insurance policies that most people don't necessarily know about. For instance, uh, one of the coolest things that I thought was um, for children, I know people think to not put life insurance on children, but you can do a 20 pay. That means that you only pay on that policy for 20 years. Whatever that amount is that you got that policy for, you can now gift that to your child and they have a permanent life insurance policy that they put not one more penny into. Or on the reverse side, maybe you're in your 30s or 40s and you think, oh my goodness, I don't wanna pay on life insurance after I'm 65 or after I'm 70. You can set that life insurance up. It's paid in full at that point. Or if you wanna do a single premium, you can do that. If maybe you um, you come into funds or whatnot. So there's a lot of things that you can do with your life insurance that makes it very interesting. Um, One of the other things I, I just thought of as you were talking about that, if you don't really have any heirs that you want to leave things to, um, nonprofit organizations, churches, um, anything like that, you could leave that name them as the beneficiary. Absolutely. Yeah, that would be a nice legacy for older people to consider doing, uh, leaving their life insurance policy to their church or a nonprofit organization. Absolutely. And that and that is always so very well appreciated. Yeah. And they're always on television. That one man has that on his list on the commercial. He had three things on his list and one of them was to buy life insurance. And I, I don't understand why his wife didn't just do it. when She was nagging him about it on the television commercials. Well, on that note, um, I have had several people ask me, can I put life insurance on my son or my father? You can, but your son, your father, your sister, whomever you're putting that life insurance on has to know about it and they have to sign off on it. It is um, when they're the insured, 
we have to have all of their health information and they have to accept that you're putting a policy on them. You just can't take a life insurance out on just anybody. <laughs> I mean, that's so. Uh, I guess I never thought about that. But yeah. And I've actually had two this week wow. ask me to put life insurance and uh, on someone that might not know about it. And you just can't do that. Is there a time limit? I mean, okay, so let's take the worst case down a dirty scenario. So-and-so has a, a chronic disease and they're going to die. Okay. So can I come to you and go, well, I want to put a policy on, let's say my mother, um, because she's not, she's only got six months left to live. Now, the ch chances are no. You're, you're after okay. the point. You, the best time to get life insurance is when you're young and healthy. Um, I have written life insurance policies on um, anybody even into their 70s. Usually 80 is about the point that we are unable to still write them, but you still have to be in a good, healthy scenario. Um, if you're terminal, that's you're not going to probably be able to get any coverage on that. You'd, at that point, you'd probably want to just try to work on self-insuring. Um, but you don't know until you ask. So asking your insurance agent means all of the means the world. Yeah. That's kind of like one of those deals where they're just trying to make money <laughs> yeah. off a of mom, you know, but it, who's going to pay their, for their funeral if you don't have it. Exactly. And yeah. you can get a $10,000 policy and usually $10,000 life insurance policy. And it's tough now. Cause I think that's about what a funeral is. If you do the, the burial and the funeral and everything. Um, and we always run in approximates because we don't deal in that end. But to the best of our knowledge, it's between eight and 10,000 for that. But then if you want a wake, if you want a luncheon, if you want to do a celebration, you might want a little more. So from there, again, talk to your agent about the details and what should help your needs. Mm -hmm. um, a little bit earlier, you had mentioned something about an umbrella policy. Mm -hmm. What is an umbrella policy? And is it something that some of my listeners should be thinking about? Oh, that is a great question. So when when the term umbrella was brought up, because if you think of the uh, the way that you open an umbrella and it extends over you to protect you from the rain, that's kind of what the umbrella policy, the umbrella policy is a, a 1 million or more um, liability policy. So, and it, what does it protect? It protects your auto and your home. So your auto and your home insurance have certain limits of liability themselves. And if something happens with your auto, um, if you're involved in an accident, maybe you go through an intersection and you T-bone a, a bus full of kids. Ooh. I mean, there's a lot of injury there and it exceeds your automobile limits or for your home. Maybe you're on your property and you cut down a, a huge tree and it landed smack dab in the middle of your neighbor's home and it's and it cut it in half. And now the neighbor's oh home is totally. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot that would probably exceed the normal limits of the liability on each of those separate policies. And then it feeds over and into the umbrella policy to um, hopefully cover anything that you do. Another thing nice about the umbrella policy is not only does it cover over the auto and the home, but it also extends to you worldwide so that if something happens and even if you're out of the country, you've got protection. Mm -hmm. So that's for assistance on your home and your automobile. Uh, any personal liability? Um, I, what if somebody just wants to sue me? Is that, is that kind of a thing or is For that somebody involved? to sue you? They would need to, you need to be negligent somehow. And without being negligent, then there's no liability. Okay. Um, so on policies too, one of the big questions is medical payments on a homeowner policy. 
And if somebody is injured while they're in your house, um, a great example that I use is um, if you're over at someone's house and you open a door and you fall down the steps going into the basement, you didn't realize those were the steps, okay. uh, then you aren't negligent. You didn't push them down the steps. So they fell that what would pay in that situation would be medical payments mm -hmm. and whatever the limits are on your policy. Traditionally, it's about $5,000. A lot of folks carry only 1000, which drives me nuts, but um, that medical payments is what would take place. Now, if you turn around and you um, have somebody come in, hmm. I'm trying to think yeah. of another scenario. <laughs> okay. So and, and it would also they, medical payments oh, would also be yeah. if somebody's helping you move furniture is what okay. I was thinking about. Uh, medical payments would come into play there. Uh -huh. Going back to the tree, if you cut a tree down, maybe it falls on, uh, it goes on the negligence. So if okay. you're pushing somebody down the steps, if you're cutting a tree down and it falls on the neighbor's house, you're liable. Now that's going into your liability. Could it go into a lawsuit? That's between you and an attorney. Um, and then your insurance would cover however you've got yourself insured. Um, tree, speaking of trees, I also want to point out that if there's a storm and your tree falls on your neighbor's house, it is your neighbor's problem. If you cut the tree down and it falls on your neighbor's house, it's now your problem. Oh. So there's a difference there. If it's um, because of a windstorm and a tree falls, likewise on your own house. If your neighbor's tree falls on your home because of a windstorm, it's your, your responsibility, your homeowner's insurance. If they cut that tree down, it's their responsibility. Now they have to pay for your damages. So it's you got to look at where the um, liability would fall. Wow. I didn't know that either. See? And if it's slippery, put some salt out there, right? <laughs> mother nature is not liable. So here's another thing. If, if it's mother nature and you haven't done anything, it's still mother nature. If it's a oh. slip and fall, it's still personal responsibility. Now, if you're out there shoveling and you create the water, the slickness, the ice, and you've done nothing to do additional prevention, now it's your problem. Ah, okay. Very good. See, I had a lot of so, G I didn't know today. So since a, a big portion of my listeners are of the older generation, are there any discounts or anything that an older person should be looking at, particularly whenever they're doing their review or looking at adding some additional insurance? Or are they pretty cool if they just follow these rules? Oh, well, there's always, again, your agent is going to be a wealth of information. Utilize them, call them, ask those questions. Um, specific discounts, you've got your auto home discount, life insurance, if you've got a life insurance policy, uh, age 55 and older, there's all kinds of vehicle discounts. Traditionally, vehicle discounts are going to be embedded into the VIN number of the vehicle. So it's not necessarily stuff that you have to ask about, but it never hurts to ask. If you don't know the answer to it, ask. Okay. Um, and some of those things we can't necessarily outguess. And it's different for each individual person, depending, of course, on your vehicles, on your home. And, um, and you ask specifically age related mm -hmm. and there might be very specific age things. There is also mature discount for homeowners because sometimes younger folks don't take care of their homes properly. Oh. There's that kind of a discount also. So some things are kind of just embedded that you're not aware is there. Um, again, go back to ask your agent. They are a wealth of knowledge. Yeah. And your agent is going to be looking out for the, your best interest. Absolutely. They want you to stay with them. Yes. That's good. We like it when our customers <laughs> stay with us for a very long time. Yes. Well, that's wonderful. I'm sure you've answered a lot of questions that people didn't even know they had. So, <laughs> anything else you want to add? 
Uh, if at any time anybody ever wants to stop in the office and ask any questions or get a quote or I'm going we're we are very upfront. And, and your address is 31 North Market Street in downtown East Palestine. We've got our big black awning with our lovely little B on the awning. And your phone number? 330-886-0421. Um, or you can go on the website at www.beesinsurance.com. And that is short for Beatrice. So when you're spelling it, it's not BB like a bumblebee. It is B-E-A-S insurance spelled out. Ah, very good. Okay. And your hours? Uh, we are Monday through Thursday, nine to five, Friday till four 30 and um, other times by appointment. So we are out and about a lot in the evenings or on the weekends. You don't just necessarily know it because it's by appointment. Oh, well, that's good to know. Well, thank you so much for coming over and chatting with me today. This has been a wonderful way to start the new year. Oh, thank you so, so much, Barb. This I has really been fabulous. Thank you, Carrie, for chatting with me today. Remember that Bees Insurance is located at 31 North Market Street, East Palestine. The phone number is 330-886-0421. I am sure that Carrie and her staff would love to hear from you. Thank you all for listening, and be sure to check back next Tuesday for another Claybrook Chat with Barb. Happy trails!